Hi, and welcome back to the Crit Hit Wild podcast, where we talk about all things Marvel Crisis Protocol and review a different character every week. I'm your host, Jared. I'm Brad. I'm Fred. I'm Brandon. I should have said I'm your host, Sick. That's what I should have said. I introduced myself as that. Uh, if you can tell by my voice, I am a little under the weather this week when we're recording, so I might be a little bit more muted than, than usual, but... That's what's going on with me. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, this is certainly the season for it. Flu A, man. Oh, it's going around everywhere. Is that what you've got? Flu A? I have no idea. Like, I'm not fevered. I just feel terrible. So. Okay. Mm, who, who that knows? reminds me I need to go get my shots. There you go. I'm happy I could do that for you. How are you, I Brandon? I cannot get a flu shot, so... Yeah, hey, you're like the you're the bubble boy. It's my least favorite feature <laughs> about yourself. Yeah, you know all those negatives. Doing all right there, just just a lot going on, but nothing yeah. too crazy. Oh, good. Well, yeah, this is going to be the uh, Magneto episode. Uh, I believe that came in as a request, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. Who do you know who requested it? Tim. Tim Scarberry, so a big shout out to Tim. You're 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 our boy. Um, hey Tim, the same person who requests all our requests lately. That's not sure. I think Michael requested one, and then we had a request for Thor one time. That's but true. You did say lately, so you did clear it. He has he definitely been half of our requests. He listens to everyone. He he always messages me after he listens to it too. So. I think he, he messaged me right after he started listening on the... I can't remember if this is the last one or the one before, Brad, but you're like, you don't have any friends. And then Tim messaged me as like, I'm your friend. And like, I didn't... <laughs> it was like days... It, well, at that point, it was almost a week after we had recorded. He messaged me, he's like, I'm your friend. I was, and I, like, out of context, I was like, what? And he's like, I'm listening to the podcast. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, well, uh, going on to news and announcements, uh, by the time this comes out, it will either have been the day of a couple tournaments, or it will be like the day after a couple tournaments, uh, by the time you guys listen to this, so, uh, from everybody participating in the Charleston tournament, good luck, and everybody participating in the Fabricators Forge in Pittsburgh, good luck to you guys, so. Uh, again, if you have a podcast, or shit, not a podcast, I'm all, I got sick brain. If you have a tournament that you would like plugged, uh, please feel free to email or contact us and we will get them plugged on the podcast for you. So, um, <laughs> going on to other news and announcements, uh, we didn't get anything. The big reveal was not for MCP. We thought maybe it was going to be, that was kind of our speculation, but the new big reveal um, that AMG listed was Shatterpoint, which is going to be a new skirmish uh, tabletop game set in the Star Wars universe. So uh, we're not going to get into it too much, but I'll just kind of gather your guys' thoughts. What were your guys' initial uh, reaction, or what did you think of the models, or I guess just initial, yeah, I guess just initial reaction. What did you guys think about hearing about Shatterpoint? You want my initial reaction? My initial reaction is, God damn it, I'm already playing so many games. <laughs> this is yet another game that I'm going to have to buy. <laughs> I'm going to have to play, and I'm going to grudgingly love every game. There you go. What about you, Brandon? What do you think? 
uh, the exact same as Fred, to be honest. Yeah. Almost verbatim. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I was excited about it. I'm really excited about uh, the idea of a hero-based Star Wars game similar to MCP. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'd like to amend my tone and say, oh my god, I'm super excited. Come on. <laughs> it's a Star Wars MCP. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be really good. So you... Um... You are our miniatures virgin out of everybody that's that's on this podcast. The, these you're the more, I guess, fresh miniatures player from all of us. Whenever people like announce games, uh, I guess from your perspective as somebody who hasn't doesn't have like years and years in, what what are you kind of looking for now? Whenever you hear about a game get announced, like what's some of the things that you're you're really looking at to like sell you the game? Is it IP? Is it the way that like the scale of the game, what like what is it for you? Uh, who are you talking to, Brandon? Sorry. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh God, I'm so sorry. I was not paying attention. I for some reason thought you were talking. To, I thought you were talking to Fred. I don't know why, but I like Fred was the last one to talk, so I thought it was him. Out I'm of sorry, all the be... descriptors of having yeah, been the newest one me. to miniatures games and all that stuff, how would I be talking about Fred? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I don't know why. Uh, oh god, give me a synopsis real quick. What were we, What was the question? <coughs> I'm just gonna have to cut. I'm gonna have to cut this. Oh god, let's cut all this. <laughs> no, it stays in. No, it stays in. What? We're uh, just a hot mess today. What? Uh, as someone who new is miniature newer games. to the miniatures okay. game, okay. What are you looking for whenever a company announces a new game? Like, what is it that kind of... What gets me into it? Like, what, what sells I... you into a newer game? Is it the scale? Is it the IP? Is it maybe the price point? What exactly are you looking at when you're when you're a newer person trying to get into these games that are getting announced? Um, for me, it's... Uh, I think this... For me, personally, it's the, a combination of the IP and the scale. Um, as many people in the local area have tried i i don't ever seem to grasp on to the 40ks um and other miscellaneous type games because it just doesn't particularly intrigue to me um and the scale is very important i that was a big thing with 40k that i didn't care for um and even legion um i always played smaller uh, i played higher point value yes. models yeah, models and units with less characters because I, I don't like the idea of controlling everything. <laughs> and I know some people, it's the opposite. They want to control, like, a whole army. I like the idea of four or five, six, seven, up to maybe ten models um, that I'm controlling for the entire entirety. So that's much more intriguing to me uh, when I'm looking at miniatures. That makes sense, too. I feel like a lot of people, like, you, you're seeing kind of a big boom with a lot of miniatures games and a lot of i mean 40k and gw in general are very popular but it seems like they've really like struck a struck a a good run with kill team like that seems to be very very popular and uh it seems like a lot of men like people getting into miniatures games are kind of more leaning toward these skirmish based games so i was just curious what is uh they're also a lot easier to play um <laughs> At like your house, oh, a hundred percent, yeah. That they're they're real pick up and play uh, kind of games. Like, 
I, I don't need foam and a bunch of stuff to play MCP, you know what I mean? I just need something small to bring some of my stuff in, I'm good to go, so I, I do enjoy that stuff better. What did you think about Shatterpoint, Brad? Well, if I'm right about how you create lists, I'm not as excited as all of you guys, but I hope I'm wrong and can be very excited for the game. Is your is your trouble with it that it is going to be very Jedi heavy? Yeah, that I'll have to play Jedi. Yeah, I, I had a <laughs> feeling that you pick like each group of four models looks like it has like a main guy, a sidekick, and a couple generics, and the and like like um oh shoot, what's that Steam Forge game? God tier, like God tier. You pick like three groups like that. And that's what you play. Yeah, and... but if the game plays real tight, like you could stomach through it just for like a little bit because you know that eventually, know. eventually, there you're not gonna have to play a saber or a force user or whatever. Well, it's <coughs> like I would love to play Rex and some clones, mm-hmm. but if I have to take Anakin with that, I don't, I don't like it. You don't like for, it. For so I play it. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Brad hates anything Force-related in the Star Wars universe. That's not true. I think Seth make great bad guys. Well, then play, <laughs> then just play like Maul and then the Mandalorians. I mean, that is tempting, too. Yeah, just do that. Like, I like course, most of the models that it, they've spoiled for the core set. It's just I don't want to have to play. I think you can get behind Ahsoka and then like Captain <laughs> Rex and stuff. I mean, they, there, I are, like there, are, there are Jedi that I like. What do, um, do you know? So here's the thing, Brad. Like, when you talk about Jedi, I'm sure you've watched the movies, right? Yeah. And then they have the midichlorians, right? Which is in their DNA. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, you know, <laughs> the that the Jedi are kind of like the mutants. Or not even Jedi. <laughs> But just force users are the are the mutants You're of the not Star Wars universe. This. I'm saying You're that's, not a, that's a great point. I anyway, like I'm so, hoping uh... I am. I'm hoping I'm wrong about how you put a list together, yeah. and that even if it's you can take either Anakin or Rex and the two generics. Um, I hope it's more like MCP where you just get a pick. Like you don't. You can play like. Yeah, you can play like Anakin, Rex, um, and instead I... of taking generics, you take another character and stuff like that. Like, or like the two generics are just like one buy in, like they're one point level. You get the two generic guys. You can play a bunch of generics if you want. It probably won't win, but. So I think, um, I don't know, I was actually more hoping that the generics were going to be like grunts and attached to specific characters. I would much rather it be more of a um, game based around like all the main characters and then some characters well, it having does seem, grunts attached to them. It does seem like the generics are not the focus. You probably won't be able to take all generics no matter what. Yeah, I just want but... the generics to only be like a company, like exactly like Grunts are in MCP, where it's like for you to play 
clones you have to play rex and like they come with rex like i would rather be like that because i am the exact opposite of brad i would much rather it be a scenario where it's literally just all jedi and sith fighting against each other that's fair and non-jedi and non-sith as well well i'm i'm very excited for it um obviously all of us are kind of either excited or looking forward to it you know at some capacity so maybe in the future maybe we can I mean, we've been doing uh, the MCP content and stuff for, I think we've actually hit over a year. I know that the channel had a birthday uh, in general, so we're, we've been at it, making content for at least a year, so maybe if we, every once in a while, um, can take a break and, oh. Next, next week is one year since they did the card update, and I know we started oh, about we did, that yeah. time. Yeah, so maybe uh, we can we have enough information maybe every once in a while we can take a break and talk about a little shatter point stuff so if you guys are interested in that let us know in the comments if you'd like to I mean, or we can message us or... once we know the rules and stuff we can be playing the game before we even buy the models that is true yep could have signed up to be a play tester i thought about that but i'm talking myself out of it <laughs> Well, uh, in other news that we do have for MCP, uh, we did get uh, the Tactics cards released for the Logan, or well, the Weapon X kit that has the terrain and then the new Logan and the new Sabertooth. So. Uh, but where my voice is a little little gone, I'm going to let Fred read through these. So do you want to start with, are you sure you want to remember, Fred? Are you sure you want me to do that? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, <laughs> all right. Are you sure you want me to remember? This is Weapon X. Uh, this is a reactive card, uh, and it is played after deployment. Laura Kenny or James Logan Howlett may play this card. The character that played this card gains three memory tokens and the following leadership ability. It was you! <laughs> Affiliation Weapon X. All right, when an allied Weapon X character is targeted by an attack, it may remove one memory token from this character. If it does... It adds two dice to its defense pool. Then, after the attack is resolved, if no damage was suffered as the uh, as a result of the attack, the allied character may advance short towards the attacking character. Additionally, when an allied character is dazed or KO'd by an enemy effect, this character gains a memory token. This character may have a maximum of three memory tokens. So basically, <clears throat> uh, you're going to pick... Uh, either Laura or either, well, I guess it probably is going to be the Logan version of Wolverine for Weapon X, but uh, Laura or James Logan Hallett, uh, then they gain the three memory tokens in the leadership, and essentially you can spend one of those to buff, uh, get, get two dice to your defense roll. And then if you, know, you don't take damage, you get that move, which is actually really good because a lot of the characters want to be in range two or maybe range three, and... If a character shoots, let's see, if a character shoots another character at range 5 and they get a short move, does that put a small base in range 3 of that character? Ooh. They're at what distance? So if, like Haw- if Hawkeye shoots Logan or Laura and then they don't take the damage and they get that short advance, does that put them within 3? Probably. I'd like to clarify something on the card also. I believe that the way it's written, it's not just Logan and Laura that can benefit from this. 
other right. characters who are Weapon X uh-huh. affiliated can spend that token on them to get the same benefit. Yeah, you just have to... It, it just has to be Laura or James that gets the leadership. It's like they'll carry it yeah. for the game. But like any Weapon X character can spend their token. So it has unlimited range, which is very, very nice. And then, again, whenever you... Get days are KO'd, you get another one back. So it's a lot of defense buffing, which I You gotta you gotta keep straight that you can spend the tokens on weapon X characters, but any character can give you back a token. Yep. It's I was I was for sure that their leadership would play more toward offense, which I mean I guess in a way it does a little bit because it it lets you get closer. Your, to if your models stay on the table, you get to attack with them. That is true. So, <laughs> I, I it definitely like it moves your characters closer to the enemy yeah. if they we take. Will, um, we will get to this, but it is very fun to remember. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, uh, Fred, you want to take us through call the pack? Sure thing. Uh, give me just a second while I get to it. <laughs> Check out how handy these new titles are on Cerebro MCP. All right, uh, Call the Pack. This is a Weapon X-specific card. It is reactive. Uh, When an allied Weapon X character removes damage from itself, it may spend two power to play this card. The character that played this card advances short, then all allied characters within range three of it may advance short towards the character that played this card. That's I pretty, mean, that's a pretty good card. That's really good. <laughs> that's like uh, because they all will be healing whenever they because uh, most of them have a uh, healing factor, right? The affiliation should have um, some sort of Wolverine, some sort of Sabretooth, maybe both. X-23 because she can be a leader, probably Deadpool. Um. If X-23 is aligned, Honey Badger probably is. And um, Domino and uh, Omega Red might be in it. Domino doesn't heal, but Omega Red does. Yep. Uh, That's uh, pretty good. That's a lot of free movement. So I'm taking it... I take it that we don't know who the Weapon X affiliation will have in now. No, we do not know yet. Brad, do, okay. you have, do you have this card pulled up? Yeah. Who, so I see Sabretooth, Deadpool, Lady Deathstrike. Who is that person on the uh, That's right? Maverick. Maverick, okay. I did not know who that was. Alright. Uh, Fred, you want to take us through Dossier, Dossier, however you say it? Dossier. Yeah. Alright. So this is a Weapon X specific card. It is reactive. During the first power phase, an allied Logan, the Wolverine, Sabretooth, Apex Predator, or X-23 character may play this card. Your opponent chooses one of their characters. It is now holding the Dossier asset, objective token. If an allied Weapon X character is holding this token, its movement speed becomes long, and it adds two dice to its attack rolls. Any character may use the following interact ability. Interact Dossier. Pick up this token. Additionally, the character that played this card gains the superpower shown below. Give me that! When attacking the character holding the Dossier token, this character may modify or re-roll Skull results and may re-roll any number of attack dice. At the start of this character's activation, 
If there is an enemy character holding the dossier token within range 2 of this character, this character's first action must be an attack action targeting that character, if able. I mean, this card, this card fucking slaps. I mean, it's awesome. this is this is great. <laughs> like, it's it it turns it makes them uh, these already killing machine characters into even more killing machines. I like that it buffs you. I if want you to hit the person, and then it buffs you again when you get the thing. Like, yeah, so it good. only buffs one person <laughs> before they get it, but uh, anyone fine. if they get it. Yeah, it's fine. Um. I want to point out that this does trigger anything where a character is holding an objective token. So, for example, Red Skull getting extra power if you're holding an objective token. This triggers it. Ooh. Um, Kingpin can pass it around. Um, Toad can take Shavalin. it off of one of your allied characters. Uh, Shavalin Daredevil can re-roll an extra die. Yeah. Yeah. So... Oh, wait, what do you think, Brandon? We haven't heard from you much. Uh, there's entirely too much text on these cards for me. That's fair. All right. Uh, this Brent. is the right way to do a chimichanga. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Not nearly as cool. No, they're they're, they're good. They, I mean, Dossi is very, very good. Um, I like Call the Pack a lot. I think that's the uh, best of the four cards that we're going to go over. Okay. Not counting the leadership. Uh, Fred, you want to go through Gotta Get Some Air? Gotta Get Some Air. Okay. Uh, well, it's loading. All right. Gotta Get Some Air. This is an unaffiliated card. It is reactive. Uh, when any character ends in advance or is placed within range two of an allied Logan the Wolverine, after the effect is resolved, Logan the Wolverine may play this card. Logan the Wolverine advances his speed away from the character that triggered this effect. He may not contest objective tokens this round. Okay. That is amazing. So, I I, I don't know. It's, I, I really like this card to help you, like, facilitate Logan. Like, is it the best one out of all these? No. But I think that this is a good card. It, it'll weird. certainly help keep him alive when he's out by himself. Like, for free, you can just put him... I don't know. You can get him so far up the board. Uh, I don't know if I like it. What do you think, Brad? Did you play with this? Uh, I didn't. I don't. I don't <laughs> think it's gonna make your five. Yeah, it has to be away. So it's gonna be. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can use it. You can uh, make it. Do it in such a way to get up board. But usually, it's gonna be back towards your own people, which is where he doesn't want to be. Yeah. All right. And uh, he can't contest. So. Like, that would be a good reason to take it, is to contest, attack with him, and then when they move up to attack back, move back and contest, but yeah. you can't do it, so. All right, Fred, you want to take us finally through Happy Birthday, Runt? Happy Birthday, Runt. Uh, all right, I'm going to start at the bottom. Uh, it is an unaffiliated, uh, and it is for Victor Creed, and Victor Creed may spend three power to play this card. Choose an enemy character within range 3 and line of sight with an activated token. Victor Creed immediately makes an at the attack shown above targeting the chosen character. Uh, it is called Ambush. It is a physical attack, range 3, uh, 6 dice, costing no power. Uh, the oh, defending cost 3 you are already. 
Well, oh, true, true. Okay. Uh, the defending character does not benefit from cover. Enemy characters cannot use reactive superpowers or reactive team tactics cards during this attack. And if this attack targets James Logan Howlett, after this attack's resolved, the target character drops all objective tokens it is holding. Now, the way this is worded, this is this does not count as one of your actions, correct? Like this is correct. A, this so this could potentially be like a third attack that you would make it around. And it uh, doesn't have to be on his activation. Yep. Um, Ooh. Okay. And they don't get any reactive stuff. This card's good. Yep. Yep, I like it a lot. What do you think, Fred? Yeah. What, what do you think about everything you read so far? You like it? Uh, I mean, I think that they are finding ways to make these cards super relevant and and to turn on characters with these cards, like. Uh, I, I believe that with these these five cards, uh, Logan goes way up in our in in my estimation. Like <laughs> when we were talking about him, I was pretty down on him, and these make him much better, especially the affiliation bonus. So I like it. All right. Well, thank you for reading through all those. Yeah, so all the Weapon X cards looking, uh, or all the cards that come in the Weapon X kit, uh, are, they, they're they pretty good. There's a lot of fun ones. Um, I'm, I'm excited myself to try out Dossier. I think that's like a really good and fun card. So, yeah, I, I like him a lot. So, you're, so uh, with Dossier, your opponent gets to choose what character they put it on. Do you think that they put it on a real tough character, or do they put it on a... A not tough at all character, someone who they know is probably going to just die anyway. In my experience, they put it on Winter Soldier on the back D spot, and then use Medusa to push the model away um, <laughs> on the side D, and it's never relevant. Yeah, I think ideally you you want to put it on somebody that's going to like really be able to hang back. Because okay, I think if you. Like I think that if you put it on a tough character, that's a trap because they can reroll any number of attack dice and they can reroll skulls. Like if you're getting on them, and that's there's no amount of tough in this game that's going to save you from that. Yeah. So I think your better your better point is to put it on somebody that can like be real slippery or somebody that's going to like be able to hang in your back line because I think that if you put it on the sturdy dude, they're just going to die. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Well, uh, do you want to take us through Cerebro really quick, Brad, before we move on? Yeah. So just a couple quick things. The first is that um, the only update I've made is uh, I fixed a bug with the dice calculator where it told you the chances of getting like four plus <laughs> five plus damage. Um, made a little boo-boo in there. I fixed it. So that's fixed now. And the other thing is we are $2 short of the $100 goal. Oh, wow. So if we get two more people giving a dollar or one more person giving five, um, I will officially start working on making an app. I figure that's going to start in December, even if we are a little bit short, just so I can get ahead of it. It's going to be a lot of work. I hope to have it on the App Store in January. Just imagine if me and Brandon both went on the Patreon, you'd be there. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? The only, yeah. I think the only person on the Patreon that I personally know, as far as I can tell, is Les Smartnick. Look at that. So guy. thanks, Les. Hey, even though me and Brandon are on this podcast and we're not subscribed, I'm going to call you out, Tim. You're requesting all these characters all the time, not giving Brad your dollar. Come on, Tim. Give Brad a dollar. <laughs> Give him $5. Tim. Scarberry. Call you out by name. All right. Pew, pew. <laughs> well, I got a, I got a question for the, the brain trust here. Does Weapon X just feel like it's everything we wanted um, X-Force, X-Force to be? X-Force to be so far, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, special shout out to Malcolm Hall, um, who went way above and beyond and gave more than $5 a month. Oh, wow. Look at that. Well, thank you very much. I'm Brad, Brad appreciates it. Don't you Brad tell him? Yeah, I do appreciate it. Is it, is this, is it enough that we should invite him on the podcast sometime? I, I mean, it's not an outrageous amount, but <laughs> look at him. <laughs> Back it up. <laughs> It's not like it's $50 oh, no. a month or something like that. But, that one got me. Uh, oh. I'd be open for him coming on. Yeah. So if you hear this, we appreciate oh. you. We want to have you on. God, I can't giggle like that. That's really sparking my coughs. Jeez. All right. And hopefully Jared's not dying if you do come on. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, uh, we don't have a long shanks this week, so let's go on to weekly topics. So what I have for the three of you fine gentlemen today is... If and you don't got to give a big rundown about what affiliation you wanted in or whatever, but just if you could pick any threat value for the next character, so some unknown character that we don't know what it is, but if you could pick any threat value that would be just a quality, great splash piece, what threat value would you prefer to be it in? Two. Two? Okay. Uh, two. <laughs> two? Four. Four. See, I'm thinking I'm leaning a little bit more toward three. I feel like there's enough splashable threes. You think so? I think there's also enough splashable twos. Yeah, I feel like yeah. The splashable <laughs> fours are voodoo. That's fair. Venom. You're not, you're not, Venom. Venom. Well, I don't know if he's. Well, yeah, I guess he's, he's all right in certain he's, he's splashable. I, I should have said six. That <laughs> should have been my question answer. All right. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say pick a an affiliate like a a threat value for an affiliation that you play. Because I was definitely going to say two, but um, someone yeah yeah, something splashable. I like I like four. So how come how come you you guys both pick twos between like bullseye and toad? I don't know what you. I mean, I guess to a small extent, a Koye. I feel like they. Like, the two slot has just, like, everything that you would need. I mean, that's a fair point. Uh, the reason I picked two is because two is a lot easier to fit into a list. And if you get two splashable, two good splashable twos uh-huh. in, a, in a roster, that's uh, uh, two characters as opposed to a one four-point character. And... I, it's debatable which is better, but usually having two characters is real handy. Yeah, is that, is that your same thought process, Brad? 
Uh, just easier to fit in the list. Um, I don't like to splash characters from outside affiliations if I can help it. So, Brad likes to keep it super thematic. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the weekly topic. Thank you, guys. Let's pick your brain a little bit. Uh, so I think you both had a couple games that you want to talk about before we get into our character review. Uh, yeah, do you want me to go first, Brad? Or would yeah, you, like you played your game before I did. Okay, yeah, I, I played Mike uh, uh, on Wednesday, <laughs> and uh, we both played Hydra, uh, Red Skull affiliated again. And um, we played very different lists aside from Red Skull. Uh, I had uh, Baron Strucker, Baron Zemo, Arnim Zola, Black... Uh, um, Oh my, Bullseye. Oh my gosh, I almost called him Black Bolt. Why did I do that? Bullseye. I don't know. He's, Black Bolt, man. he's like a two point version of Black Bolt. <laughs> he, uh, you know why? Because his head looks vaguely similar. <laughs> he is not a two point version of Black Bolt. That's giving Black Bolt way too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got me there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I believe that Michael had uh, uh, Red Skull, Baron Zemo. Uh, oh, I also had Black Cat. Uh, he had Red Skull, Baron Zemo, Frog. <laughs> uh, and he had Hulk, which was uh, a real interesting uh, dynamic to deal with. We were playing on Intrusions and uh, Cubes. Cubes and Intrusion. Uh, and I don't think that either one of us succeeded on a portal teleportation. I think he did once. Uh, and every other time we tried to dive through a portal, we <laughs> failed. It was it was a nightmare. But uh, it was a fun game, and it came super close. I believe that the final score was uh, he, uh, Michael had seventeen. Uh, he 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 beat me, uh, but he beat me by a, a thin margin because he had seventeen and I had uh, fourteen, I believe. So it was a very close game. Okay. What about you, Brad? Tell us about yours. Uh, I played Fred. That no. is okay. That is not the case. <laughs> Did wait. yeah? I played I played Fred Dukes in my list, but I played against Michael. Oh. I'm gonna. Uh, can I just say? Uh, does, is this gonna be something that happens every time that that Bob joke that joke's literally never gonna get old. <laughs> I I, so I, that's gonna happen every time that blob hits the table and blob's good so i'm gonna be having this joke thrown at me every single time <laughs> i i thought of it to do to you because um <laughs> for some reason michael never thought to call him blob during the game for like the yeah, first he... two turns so he just kept saying fred and then finally fred turned around and was like what's going on and <laughs> why why does he keep bringing me up in this game <laughs> Yeah, um, and then Michael started calling him Bob, but I played Weapon X, so I I think pretty safely assumed that Logan, New Sabretooth, and X twenty three were going to be um, Weapon X, and then I thought about taking some stuff that I thought might be good with it, and it was going to be Domino Mystique. But instead, I was like, no, I want to play the new models. And I played Blob and Pyro. Um, he played, he said it was a goofy 
Red Skull list. I didn't think it was goofy. I thought it ended up pretty good. He played Red Skull, new Red Skull, uh, <laughs> Medusa, Baron Zemo, uh, Winter Soldier, and Okoye. Uh, we played Riot, which is a D, and um, Spider Infected. And uh, he were they were we just I had no list put together, so both those scenarios were Michael's, and I think he's probably going to take Spider Infected out. Uh, Spider Infected, not a big deal for the very mobile weapon X team. I hate Spider <laughs> so a lot much. of people hate Spider Infected. You're not alone there, brother. Uh, it wasn't a big deal for my team. Uh. Pyro did absolutely nothing this game because he sat on my D point and literally did not roll a single die the entire game. Um, I had Pyro's card, so there was one point where Red Skull almost came over and then he's like, what does that card do again? And I read it to him and he went the other way. (laughs) Michael Uh, being a smart player. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Blob was great. Uh, X-23 and Logan were on the same side. And then Blob and Sabretooth were on the other side. And um, Logan was not supposed to stick around with X-23, especially with the dossier on um, Winter Soldier Soldier on his D. Logan was going to go and just take that point in the dossier. But he had Baron Zemo and Medusa together. Uh, facing off against X-23 and Logan. And I dealt with Baron Zemo pretty quickly because he's annoying. But Medusa was pushing and throwing both those models away every turn. Now, they're mobile enough that they can move up and make an attack and get back on the point each round. But it was really annoying. And if I didn't have such mobile models that would have been devastating because I would have every turn had to double move to get <coughs> on the point. Uh. It was it was very good synergy. Uh, I don't think Red Skull likes Blob because Blob just pushes them away. That's fair. Uh. Yeah. Right. Who won? How'd your game go? Uh, I won. We tied the first turn, and then after that, I got one or two more points than him each round. Um, and I mean, every time he had a spider infected, except Red Skull, I could daze the model and take it. Oh, wow. So, <coughs> well, and <sighs> Blob dazed, X23 dazed on my side. Everyone else is still healthy and probably at full health at the end of the game. Um, remembering stuff is very good. Um, and if I had remembered the small moves, it would have been even better when I didn't take damage. Cause that might've helped with the whole Bendusa situation and healing factor is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So take a hot take one game played with them right now on the cast. What would you grade the affiliation? Um, 
I would still say they're probably only a B. Uh, but they're a ton of fun, so there might be something there. Like a B is really good. I think a B's yeah, a B's good, but like it's not going to beat <laughs> those A tier stuff. Like it probably doesn't beat Criminal Syndicate. Okay. Well, Kingpin Criminal Syndicate. I think right, I don't. Here. I don't think I think that's because Kingpin Criminal Syndicate has a hard time, depending on the models, like displacing some of them. And then, like they well, they're all size three. They still yeah. Who yeah? Who would they not be able to displace? I thought that they had size two pushes. Am I wrong? No, they're all three. Yeah. They either throw or push size three. I think there's one model that has a size two, though. I don't think you're wrong on that. There's one that has a size two, but like lizard, lizard, kingpin (laughs) are both three. Um, Blob can push anybody. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, never mind then. Omega Red is has four or is it three? Well, doesn't he, matter. He can, it doesn't matter. He can pull any size. I guess yeah. then they would just have to be able to kill him quick enough. Yeah, and I don't think they can. There's too many um, miles of reduction, reduced damage. Baby. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what that's why they're not <laughs> higher, and they're certainly not S tier. They were a ton of fun though, and I take. Anything bad I said about Logan, I take back. Yeah, there we go. We come full circle. When you can make him your leader and get extra defense dice and all that stuff. Now, against Convocation, he's flat bad. <laughs> Convocation just shits over this faction. Are they? they have, yeah, I was gonna. I, ironically, have, I was gonna ask them if they were on that same tier as Convocation because I feel like they've got kind of forgotten about, and I feel like they're just gonna get better. Shits on them. I'll tell you like what. they have terrible mystic defenses and all their attacks are physical. No one, <laughs> no one plays convocation really, right? Like they get played around here. Well, I think in general, like they're not a high played affiliation. So I feel like they're still really good. Well, though. there's a the thing: they're not high played. They're very hard to use. But I tell you what, there's, there's few dozen people out there who have really fucking committed to convocation and they're all in and i bet that they just fucking slap like i think if you run into like a convocation person and they have actually been playing convocation that it's probably going to be bad for you because i think that they're they are really good they're just hard to use but i think all the people who have really like try hard at them like since they came out are probably like really really good with them so all right, I want to tell. I want to. I want to quiz Brad here. Uh, all right, Weapon X or A Force? Uh, who would win? Yeah, who's which one's better? Uh, um, you've got like eight of these to answer, so I'm gonna need you to speed it up. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, got got reaction. Don't even think. Just rapid fire. Yeah. Give us yeah. one. I think that one's real close. I'm gonna give it to A Force though. All right, Black Order. Black Order. Uh, Midnight Suns. <laughs> Weapon X. Really? Uh, Captain America Avengers. Mm, that could be anything. Um, probably Captain America. Uh, Malekith Cabal. Malekith. 
Uh, okay, I'm not going to ask that one. Or uh, That one's probably still Web Warriors. I'm not going to ask that. Uh, Winter Guard. I think Weapon X, actually. I mean, I had no, I had no, uh, we already said X Force, uh, Spider Foes. Weapon X. Hydra. I mean, based on my game, Weapon X. <laughs> based on this uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, <coughs> I think I'm going to give it to Weapon X unless it's Josh. I just lose to Josh. We all just uh, lose to Josh. All right, I guess Sam Avengers is the next one. Uh, Weapon X. Um, I'm not going to ask um, Criminal Kingpin, Criminal Syndicate, uh, Uncanny X-Men, or S.H.I.E.L.D., because I feel like those are probably all better. I don't need your opinion on that. Um, Brotherhood is my last one. Another close one. I think that one depends a lot on scenario. I'm going to give it to Brotherhood. Okay. And then Wakanda, sorry. Uh, yeah, for Brotherhood, uh, you have to answer twice. Uh, Mystique and Magneto. Sorry. I think they beat Mystique and lose to Magneto. Okay, and then Wakanda. Um, I'm not going to ask you. Yeah, I'm not asking you defenders and humans. The other two cabal leaders. Because uh, they're all bad. Ah, Sentinels. I forgot that that was a thing. Do we have enough data uh, to give an opinion on Sentinels? Yeah. I think I disagreed with two of those that you gave. Uh, all, most of them what two? I, I think the Weapon Wait, X it was beats... Sam? Uh, I think that, yeah. I think that Weapon X beats A-Force, and I think that uh, Weapon X loses to Sam. Hmm. Because, like, if it says they murder a Sam character, like, that's... They're gonna get like they're moving all their stuff, like they don't care. If yeah, you, they don't care if you kill. Oh, they kill them so fast, though. I believe that. I don't know. I, I think they lose. I don't know. I never played it. It's <coughs> pretty on point, though. All right. Well, I think we're ready to move. I feel on. Like you definitely graded them right in the middle of the pack there. Yeah. Uh, ready to move on to Magneto. You guys ready? I'm ready. Does, Do you want me to read it? Does other? Well, we could split it up. Does, does people feel like sharing the load for this one? No, Jared. You read the entire card. I'm not reading the entire card. I'll, I'll give everybody a little bit. How about that? All right. Um. So, does everybody have the card pulled up? I do. Looking at you, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, I've got it pulled up. Okay. So we're taking a look this week at Magneto, aka Max Eisenhart. Is that is that the correct? He has two different yes. names, isn't that right? Yeah, that's his real birth name. Okay, Max Eisenhart. <laughs> so Max, um, I- oh good. The other the other names he's gone by are just fake names. Anyway. All right, so he is uh, a six stamina character going up to eight stamina on his injured side. So that's pretty good. He's a short mover, he's size 2, he comes in at 6 threat, and then he has a 3-3-6 three, three, stat line, so more on that in a second. Uh, and then, I guess I'll note this, because he has a short mover, and he's 6 threat, so it's, I guess, relevant to talk about. But he is on the medium size base. So, short move, but not as bad as if somebody was on the small base, so... 
Uh, Fred, do you want to take us through his attack suite? <laughs> sure. Uh, he has a physical attack called Reverse Polarity. It is range three. It throws six dice, and it has no cost. Uh, and it has the normal builder rule. Uh, and if the target character is within range two of this character, this character may reroll any <laughs> number of its attack dice. If it is not, after the attack is resolved, push the target character short. Uh, I, I, I said that a little bit fast. What I meant was if it is not within range two, you get to push them short. Yep. Uh, and then he has a spender called Shrapnel Blast. It is an area two attack with six dice, and it costs five power. And when measuring the range and line of sight for this attack, you may choose to measure the range and line of sight from a metal construct within range three of this character instead of from this character. Uh, those metal constructs will be covered later. Uh, if you do this, well, after all of the attacks are resolved, the metal construct is destroyed. And then after each attack is resolved, the target character gains the stun special condition. Yeah, so just uh, we, we are going to touch on the metal constructs, but just to briefly touch on that really quick. Uh, Magneto, for if you're a new listener, or maybe you don't have Magneto, uh, and you're thinking about picking him up or something, uh, he is the first and so far only character that actually in, like has a mechanic that involves putting terrain on the table. Uh, which is actually really, really cool. Uh, that, I am right about that, right? He's the only character. That's yes. Right? Yeah, okay. So it's uh, one neat thing about that is I think that sets him apart from the rest of the six threat characters is that he comes with a unique mechanic like that. But uh, again, more on those in a second. I just want to touch on that really quick. Uh, Brandon, do you want to take us through the leadership and that first uh, active superpower? <laughs> yeah. I can do that. Uh, the affiliation for Brotherhood of Mutants uh, called From the Runes. When a terrain feature is destroyed after the effect is resolved, choose a number of allied characters equal to or less than the terrain's feature size. Each chosen character gains one power, and they can only gain one power as a result of the leadership ability per turn. Um, and then Fatal Attraction is the first and i would argue best ability on magneto this character may spend one to four power when paying the cost of the superpower choose an interactive terrain feature within range three and with a size equal to or less than the power spent to use this superpower and throw it long uh, before using the superpower this character must pay one power for each time it has already been used this turn yeah, um, multiple throws. He's also the only character that has uh, an ability to throw <laughs> multiple things from the same superpower. Yep, it is. And and he throws them long. It is the yeah. best throw in the game. Yeah, it's, it's not It's so not even good. close. Uh, just, just to pair those two together that Brandon just read, uh, if you have like a size 3 daily bugle that is sitting right there, Magneto can pay 3 power because it's size 3. Throw it long... And when it gets destroyed, because you've thrown it, because it was size 3, he can then put one power on uh, three different characters, including himself, as long as he hasn't gotten it that turn. So, I mean, it's just, you're getting crazy throws from incredible distances, and then also getting uh, a pat on the back for doing so with your leadership. It's like such a good combination. 
Uh, yeah, here you go, buddy. <laughs> and he get and he uh, as we'll get to, it's not, he gets more than one power a turn. Oh, he sure does. Uh, no, around, around, yeah. Uh, Brad, you want to take us through the rest of the card? Oh, there? I see what you meant at the start of his activation. Yeah, uh, or at the start of the turn. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're on force projection. When the character is targeted by an attack that would make or would make a dodge roll. He may use his superpower. The attack uses his mystic defense to defend or dodge. This character cannot be pushed or thrown as a result of special rules from the attack or collision. That costs two. Um, and a master of magnetism, during the power phase, if there are fewer than two metal construct terrain features in play, place one metal construct terrain feature within three of this character. It is size two interactive terrain feature. And the character gains one power for each metal construct in play. Characters may never overlap a metal construct in the S-Flight. Yeah, so essentially to break that down, uh, you put Magneto on the table, uh, you deploy him like normal, and then at the start of the power phase, uh, he comes with two metal constructs in his box, so if you don't have both of them out, within three, uh, you put one down, and then that gives him an extra power. So the turn that you put it down, you also gain the power from him. So then if he has two of them out, he'll be getting three power. I mean, there's so many fun things that you can do with uh, an ability like that, like being able to backstop yourself or another model so that you don't get pushed off of a point, or putting it in front of you so characters can't pull you in closer to where they are. Or just putting it within range so that you can shrapnel blast or something. I've several times uh, with Magneto's leadership, if I've had Pryo put down a uh, terrain piece in the middle of like, I don't know, two models, and then had Mystique go and rapid fire and then blow it up and do two damage to both of them. So, I mean, that's just like every ability on his card is so fun. And then Force Projection, uh, the reactive that lets you buff your defense. He rolls six dice. And being able to just pay two power, which he's probably always going to have, and then just roll six dice for your defense or your dodge, that's, like, insane to me. I don't know. It's such a good And ability. you can't be pushed or thrown. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. but From the attack. Unfortunately, Malekith still gets to throw him. Oh, yeah, because yeah, power. Man. But he's yeah. only size two, so, like, throwing him's not out. Because, <laughs> well, then he can just pay two to dodge him. If, he, mean, gets, if he takes two damage on the attack. Now he gets to pay. T- he can just pay two to dodge. Roll six on the dodge. That's if somebody's yeah. throwing him. If somebody's if Malchus throwing him though. But Malchus has to do damage, right? To get the throw. I don't remember. I think he has to damage. Does he? I don't think he does. I think. I think he does. I think he has. No, to... I might be wrong. Oh, uh, no. this character, um, ferocity, the character immediately makes a move action followed by blade of midnight attack action. If this attack deals damage after yeah. the attack results, the character may throw okay. targets. So, I mean, there's, there's a solid chance that like, maybe you don't do damage for six dice. Uh, yeah, I think that he's great. Like, I think when there you is look a at... frequently asked question we should oh, go ahead. mention. Yeah, touch on that. To go ahead. Uh, so for Magneto, frequently asked question that's very common, <laughs> is, uh, which I, I will... Till I die, we'll consider it a design flaw. They just did not think that he would be played as much as he is. Um, if there are two Magnetos on the battlefield, the only constructs that count are yours, the ones you put in. Your your opponents will not count towards your uh, towards your ability getting you extra power. Yep. So, An important uh, distinction. 
I mean, that makes sense though. So. Oh, it definitely makes sense, but there, it's it, it was very easily added to the card of Master of Magnetism for each power. You get one power for each metal construct in play you control. Yeah, like it's two it's, words. They just did not think it was going to be as played as much as it was. Well, but you can't control their terrain pieces. Oh, or that yeah. metal constructs in play you placed. Sorry. Hey, right. there you go. There you go. I can correct this with two words. I promise. There you go. You got it. You did it. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that he's just. Like, I think out of all the game, like, or all the, all the games, all the six threats that are currently in the game, I think that Magneto, like, even though I don't play him, like, a crazy amount, like, I think Magneto is probably my favorite. Like, I feel like just his entire card absolutely, like, just has Lapsed. every single thing that you want out of a six threat character. Like, he just does so many cool and unique things that like it's also super awesome. on uh theme right oh yeah they've hit his theme 100 percent. oh yeah they've oh, been very good. good at thematics on the the <laughs> if there's anything you can say about the mutants they've done pretty well besides cyclops has been the thematics on them are a plus i don't know that i'm yeah. super happy with gene either Oh, I forget she. I honestly forget she exists all the time. I'm so sorry. Uh, okay, besides like besides the two, you think they would have got right, um, but they're they're theme. Even Wolverine, like not the first uh, Wolverine, not a great model, but very thematic. Yeah, I think it all hit him. Like that, you could tell what they were going for, and it fit the character very well. So. Well, you probably played Magneto the most, Brad. What's you want to give us a, a rundown on what you think? Uh, he real cool. Um, spoken like a true true. Do you want to tell the world how how much Magneto puts the the, <laughs> the business to the Uncanny X Men in this game? Uh yeah, that, it might be better now, but it was real bad before <laughs> the the latest X Men releases. But um. You net you hardly. I mean, I haven't shrapnel blast in over a year for sure. Um, you hardly ever. To. Yeah, you hardly ever do that. It's almost a waste of five power. Um, yeah, because you can just spend that power throwing stuff at people, and it just yes. guaranteed damage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so lots of power. Yeah. He doesn't get as much as you think but it is a lot um it feels like it should be more but when you actually play um it's it's not as much as you think it should be five five's a lot to spend on something um especially when that five could be a size four building as your second throw yeah right (laughs) long thrown long yeah 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 yeah. from three away um you can tell that magneto has been on the table at the end of the game because the there will be, yeah, there, there's not going to be any terrain on the board. You know what? Um, you know what there will he be? He throws a damn so Quinjet. much terrain. Damn Quinjet will be on the board. The Quinjet is size four, isn't it? Yeah, you can't throw, you're not allowed to throw it. Oh, yeah. okay. You can't throw you the Quinjet. Interact with it. Damn. <laughs> no, you can't throw the Quinjet. You can't throw the apartment building because it's size five. Um his leadership's great. His throw's great. His force projection's great. Getting the extra power every turn's great. Um, making a 
you want all your reverse polarities to be within two, but if they're not, you can pull them within two. So the second one is, yep. uh, his biggest weakness is he does not want to be displaced because he doesn't want to be moved, but he can make that fairly hard to do between, uh, force projection and placing the constructs in good spots. Yep, he's he's pretty rocking good. It's um, also worth has... it's also worth noting that if your opponents start throwing buildings around, that's just more power for your team. Yep. Oh my goodness. Uh, he yeah. he also has several tactics cards that are associated with him that we should cover. Yep, I'll uh I'll take Asteroid M if you want to take. Well, Asteroid M, I would feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about that one. Uh, if you want to yeah, take magnetic, you, uh, you can take magnetic refraction for it, and I'll take Asteroid M. There, there, are, there are two others that are, have him associated with them on top of those two. But, no. uh, but okay. you won't ever play one. Yeah, you will never one. use. Them. And the <laughs> other one's cute. <laughs> All right, uh, Asteroid M. Uh, it's Brotherhood of Mutants. It's active. Two Brotherhood of Mutants characters may both spend two power to play to each to play this card. Place one of the two characters not holding an objective token within one of the other character. I mean, this card might as well just say Yeet Magneto across the table. Like, <laughs> it's... I, you're not always... Like, there are some, like, niche situations uh, that maybe you would use this on another character, but ideally, I think most games come down to getting Magneto up the board or having strong threat projection and winning one side of the board and then yeeting Magneto to the other side of like a B or something like that to start wrecking ass over there. Or Juggernaut, uh, same situation. Or Juggernaut, yeah. But Juggernaut like... can do it himself. <laughs> That's true, Juggernaut can. He goes where he wants. So, uh, this is a card that's always going to make your always going to make your five if you're playing Brotherhood and then you're Nine times out of ten, gonna be using it on Magneto. So, yeah, right. if Brotherhood was oppressive, that card would be restricted. All right, Fred, you want yeah. to uh, run us through uh, another? Uh, okay, another one. All right, uh, I've got Magnetic Refraction opened up. Uh, this is an unaffiliated card, and it is for the active player. Uh, and Magneto may pay two power to play this card. <coughs> Magneto gains cover this round. And allied characters gain cover while within range three of Magneto. And if your squad is using the Brotherhood of Mutants affiliation, return this card to your available team tactics cards during the cleanup phase. This card may be played again this game. Yeah, it's uh, that's a really good card. Like it's so low cost for him to play. Range three is a bit restrictive, but you can't turn this cover off. It's like rockets. Yeah, and it's not. Uh, uh, am I correct that it's not range restricted either, or is that just cover in general? Is uh, so this one is not. This one is not range restrictive. Like, you can be up on them within two or whatever, or nearly. Really, and they will still yeah. get the cover. The only way that they the don't two get thing it, is a terrain uh, rule, not a cover rule. Yeah. So if you're the only way that anybody would get around this is if you have like Hawkeye and he can pay the power to ignore cover. If you have a character that like has a rule on their card, bullseye, ignores cover bulls, too, bullseye but, would yeah. allow him to ignore this. But other than that, they're always going to have it, which is really, really nice. And, and cover <laughs> can be exceptionally useful. Like oh, yeah. it is, it's really good. 
So this is a good card. Uh, there are two other cards that are for Magneto. Uh, do you want me to take Magnetic Crush? Uh, yeah. I can read. I don't think we please. need to read Magnetic Crush. Uh, I yeah, mean, okay. I, I'm not, it's, it, it's very wordy, and it is an attack. Uh, it's an attack where you get extra dice based on terrain you destroy, and it's not worth playing. Yeah, I got it yeah. pulled up on the screen. It's just it's an attack card that you you have so many other better options for tactics cards to play that you're, ne- you're I have never going to take this. Please up. Yeah, okay. So, don't take my uh, crush. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and then go through um, Difficult to Please, Brandon. Uh, difficult to Please <laughs> is a uh, Brotherhood of Mutants-affiliated active card. If it, And it reads, if an allied Scarlet Witch has dazed or KO'd an enemy character this round, and an allied Quicksilver has interacted with or picked up an objective token this round, Magneto may play this card. You may remove an activated token from Magneto. Magneto is not that difficult to please. Like those two criteria are not hard to meet. You know what I mean? Those are the... things Scarlet Witch is doing, and that's something the only thing Quicksilver's doing. Yeah. yeah. The problem with this card is you don't want to play Quicksilver with Magneto. Yeah. You also yeah. don't normally want to activate Magneto first. Yes, you do. Yeah. Do you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. You hundred percent go. You want to you want to activate him first in days two of their characters. Yep. Yeah. And you're probably playing tall enough that you still retain priority. It's really... So this is an interesting card because I think this card is a lot better now where you can play Mystique wide and Splash, Scarlet Witch, Juggernaut, Magneto, and this becomes a lot more relevant of a card possibly. Okay. I, okay. I mean, I like it. I think it's good. Like, I... In a I way, don't think you're playing Mystique wide if you're playing a five pointer and a six pointer. No, right. I'm saying in your list, your list is built to play Mystique wide. Oh, so then you have Quicksilver you have, available if you yeah. want. Yes, Quicksilver is in That's your list because normally Quicksilver is not going to be in your list if you're building a Magneto heavy list. <laughs> right. Um, this I get uh, building okay, building a Mystique heavy list, and you have a pivot to Magneto with Scarlet Witch and Juggernaut, and you have Quicksilver in that list because you're playing. Seven very good characters to play wide with, and having a six and two fives, depending on your scenario, to splash with them is also very relevant. Is this like a? It's like Magneto goes. I don't like. Maybe one time I've seen Magneto like if he's not like displaced all to hell. Like if he's if you're playing and like he can do what he wants to do on one turn. I think it's very rare that I've ever actually seen Magneto have like not a good turn. <laughs> Uh, is this like a win harder card? Cause like you're probably gonna do. What I you think it's something do. you can do very early. Like if... you do this in round two. Uh, Magneto activates first, and then Quicksilver, and then Scarlet Witch, and now you get to activate Magneto again. Yeah. Uh, it really could put are... you in a situation where you've won the game as early as like round two because. Yeah. If you are on an E. He can probably reach four characters, and this is good. Or if you still have Asteroid M available, it becomes way better, too. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. All right, well. And it really could be one of those cards that are just like a win harder card. I feel like it's win harder. I also want to point out that you you don't have to play the card as soon as you meet those criteria. So you could meet those two criteria... And if Magneto hasn't gone yet, he can go, 
twice and then play the card after oh, gross he goes yeah you think it's activate a model in between but if they have a model left that's a good point if if Scarlet Witch and Magneto are activating in a turn, there's a good chance you don't have a whole lot left if they play it correctly. That's when you do the uh, the trap card move Magneto two short moves onto a point. There yeah, that's the yeah. Thing. and it doesn't cost anything, right? <laughs> no, it's completely free. Yeah, this card is free, right? Let's not like it's it's free. All right, well I guess we're we can move on to giving him our ratings. So uh, Brandon, do you want to start? Um, no, because I think I have the lowest grade. Okay, let's start with you, Brandon. Well, then start with Brandon. Uh, then it's all up from there. Oh, that is true. Go ahead, Brandon. <laughs> I was trying to calm myself out. Um, I'm giving him an A+. Plus. Fred? I mean, uh, so <laughs> this is, I think he's an S character. I think this is an S. This guy, I mean, he's he is exactly what a six should be. He feels amazing to play on the table. I guess I've never actually done it. I've seen, I've had him delivered to me, and it, I, my opponent seemed to be having a lot of fun, uh, throwing everything on the table at my guys. I mean, he's amazing and and he is expensive that's probably the only downside is that he's six points but he he feels like he's worth those six points all right brad uh i actually <coughs> expected brandon to say lower than that because i'm also giving him an a plus oh wow uh i give him an s 100 percent. and out of all of us who's played him the most you Brad, I think I've played him second most though. I feel like I've played against him a ton. Uh, I don't yeah. think he's an S character. He's close. Uh, my justification for it is I do not believe he is considered for every roster that you build. I believe S characters should be considered for every roster that's built. I don't think Magneto is considered for every roster that's built. Oh, okay. I don't think you actually play him outside of Brotherhood. I think you can, but that you is can. Part I don't of... think people do. He is yeah. technically Cabal affiliated. He is affiliated yeah. with Cabal, which doesn't make any sense because which Cabal is led by Nazis and he hates yeah. Nazis. Yeah, and I mean it, it does not make sense, but it is the case. <laughs> um, I think there are some affiliations that you can splash them in that aren't um, that are pretty good. I don't think that you splash him really, but I just think that he, I just, I don't know. I think that this is just such a six threat character done right. And he's just like amazing. And you always want to bring him like, especially, you know, if you're clearly, if you're playing an affiliation, I just think I'd be like remiss if I didn't give him like a six rank. Cause he is just awesome. But he is. Yeah. And that, that a plus isn't, I like a negative on him. Like the model is absolutely amazing, top to bottom. He is, uh, like I said, the he doesn't have the biggest health pool of everyone, but yeah, he's <laughs> there's nothing really negative you can say about his card, uh, besides that it's uh, north south and not uh, east west there, which can bother a lot of people. 
All right, so two A pluses Soon. Uh, and two S's coming out of the crew tonight. So very good character. If you haven't put him on the table yet, you should at least try him out because uh, he's oh, just... Yeah, if you have any interest in Brotherhood, this is the time because Brotherhood is in a spot right now where you can do a lot of different things and I think you can have a ton of fun playing him. Yep. Well, not quite right now. Early December. Two weeks, yeah. Give, give it a month, it'll be there. Sorry. Thank you for that correction. All right, well, that is going uh, to wrap us up for our character review. So, Brad, do you want to take us through a comic book? Yeah. So, I've already given some Magneto uh, recommendations in the past, like the time he put Red Skull in a hole and uh, the time him and his boyfriend, Charles Xavier, fought Baron Von Strucker. Um, <coughs> but... And there's there's a lot of good stuff out there. All his trial, that's a really good story. But I pulled out all the stops for this one. If you never read anything I suggest, um, you need to read the three I suggest today. Uh, I'm giving like some of the best comics ever written. Well, superhero comics ever written. Like not. Just the best Magneto stories, just not even the best like Marvel comics, the best comic, <coughs> period. So let's start with a classic. Um, God Loves Man Kills from 1982. Um, this is Chris Claremont and Brent Anderson. Uh, it's one of the best comic stories I've written. Um, it's the inspiration for X2, but it's better than X2. Ooh, uh, okay. And X2 Re is one of the best X-Men movies. Yeah. It, this is better. This is better. Uh, Revan Strikers, people kill two mutant children. Um, it's probably important uh, to mention, especially as kind of a warning, that they're uh, two like elementary school age black children and they get lynched. Um, oh, dear. Yeah. So it's a rough start. Um to further cement the connection between uh, uh, being a mutant and racism, uh, Kitty Pride <laughs> gives a speech where she drops the N-word. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> talking about mutants and racism and stuff. And then the X-Men join up with Magneto because the people they are fighting are so much worse than Magneto. Um at the time. I mean, Magneto was a bad guy at the time. So how often does that happen? That they team up with Magneto, like all because of, yeah, because someone's worse. I'm so sorry. My dog is having a howling fit right now, but I wanted to get that question. in. Uh, that happens a lot because they're way worse than Magneto. Magneto is often a good guy. Um, but at this point he was a bad guy, except he teamed up with them here. Um, it is probably the most quintessential X-Men story ever told. Like everything that you'd expect in an X-Men story, this has, except Rogue and Gambit. They're not on the team yet, but um, like it has mutant metaphor stuff. It has both. I think both Cyclops and Storm being good leaders. It's got Magneto, really good <laughs> Magneto. 
It's got um, the spunky young girl who hangs out with the X-Men and Kitty Pride. Um, it's got bad guys who are bigots, which is a big X-Men thing. Um, and it tells the story very well. It's a very good comic. So that's that's recommendation number one. God loves man kills. Very good. Any questions, comments? I was wondering what that was when you, you messaged the group earlier. If you had mentioned that. Yeah. Game. I was like, what is that? I, uh, <laughs> it's very, very, very good. I okay. was looking at the characters we've covered, and I realized that Cyclops was the only one I could have possibly mentioned it for, and I know I didn't. So before you got back to me, I had realized that I had not. Yeah. Uh, the next one is called Magneto Testament. It's from 2009. It's by Greg Pak and Carmine de Giadamincio. Something like that. Um, this is the story of Magneto at the concentration camp when he is a kid. Um, before he has his superpowers, um, this is not a superhero comic. This is very dark. It takes the subject matter seriously. It's sometimes used to help teach about the Holocaust. Um, It has gotten awards, several of them, uh, and is very, very good. Uh, So uh, it it is is very hard to make jokes about this subject matter. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, this is not a joking thing. Um, Yeah. Well, that's it's, normally our job during this segment. So yeah, yeah, yep, know, that's why I'm <laughs> muted, guys. That's why I'm staying muted. Uh, it is, it is an amazing work of fiction, <laughs> uh, talking about a horrific real event, and it's it's done tastefully and well, and it's just very good. So uh, there's Alan. Alan's good. Warren winning comic. Um, this next one might have also won an award, um, but it's the House of X and Powers of Ten from 2019. Uh, it's by Jonathan Hickman, R.B. Silva, Pepe Larraz, and Pepe. others. I remember, yes, I remember reading those. Yes, Jared has read this. I have read them. This might be <laughs> the best X-Men comic ever made. Um, it's... One of the best comics ever made, period. Uh, it's an amazing superhero and sci-fi story. And it completely redefined everything the X-Men comics were about. Um, X-Men comics for a long time have been, uh, were pretty dark. Um, my notes say almost torture pornish. Um <laughs> They, it, they, X-Men never won anything. Things just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And this brought hope back to the franchise. Um, it also redefined a, I don't know, not a major character, but a character who had been showing up for years, redefined that character in a way that makes you <laughs> want to go back and read their previous um, appearances and see how that is shaped by the way the reveal and the reveal is very very good um 
there are several reveals in this comic that are pretty amazing. The action's good. The art's amazing. It is a beautiful book. Um, Jonathan Hickman's one of the best writers in the business. Um, it is it's just, it's really good. <laughs> right. This is really really good. And Magneto, I mean, Magneto's <coughs> in it. The book opens with Magneto uh, talking about how the world as the ambassadors that he's talking to knew it have, has changed. Um, he is a driving force in the new status quo because he is bought completely into it. Um, it is a compromise of his and other people's ideals, but it also is mostly his, what he wanted for mutants. So he kind of won. Okay. Uh, Magneto thinks it's a good idea, and we all know Magneto is always right. So, all right. Well, I I would like to check out the uh, oh, geez, God, God loves God man kills. God loves man kills. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, I have a copy. I can let you borrow. I actually think I would like to borrow that. Okay, I'll put it with my MCP stuff. <coughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you very much, Brad. Brandon, do you want to take us through uh, a roster recommendation? Uh, yeah, I've got a roster here. Um, I'm minorly surprised we've gotten through this, mostly through this entire podcast with that uh, podcast. Without podcast. Well, yeah, wow. Wow, I'm sorry. All right. uh, oh, goodness gracious. Uh, that we have not uh, mentioned uh, something that I think Magneto is most known for in recent memory. Um Oh, so my list is uh, Team Box Eaters, and it is a Midnight <laughs> Suns affiliated list. So, um, what affiliated list? It is a Midnight Suns affiliated list. Okay. Um, it it plays around eighteen points, um, which isn't a super common number, but it does play all the eighteen point scenarios, uh, and it's built around playing Blade, Ghost Rider. Um, Magneto, Wong, and then a three-pointer, either Iron Fist or Moon Knight. Um, and it, uh, I think it plays really well. It gives Magneto a little bit of versatility to move with the Midnight Suns affiliation. Uh, Wong yeah, that able to, seems like that'd be good. Yeah, Wong being able to heal him uh, if he does, for some reason, not able also to pass power onto him. Um, teaming Wong behind him just to heal him and pass power to him um, seems ideal. They also are a team that doesn't have a ton of throws, so you're going to have all the terrain available to you to throw around. Um, and Ghost Rider, taking pressure off of Ghost Rider and Blade with Magneto um, is something that seems very, very, very strong. Uh, because if you've played a lot of Midnight Suns, um, Blade is very important. Ghost Rider is very important. Um, and you kind of, if you focus on them and just let Magneto do it every once, probably not going to be a good time. Um, and if you focus on Magneto and just let Ghost Rider and Blade do whatever they want, you're probably also not going to have a good time. Yep. Uh, so, uh, I like it. Uh, it's, a it's a list that I'm, I really want to, you know, I've really want to try it. I really like the Brotherhood models, um, but for a long time, that's all anyone played. So I never really got to play any of them. And now I think I'm actually, you know, not awful at the game, so. Yeah, you, do you know what I don't like about your list, Brandon? 
What's that? Uh, Magneto has never ever worked with any of those characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the one thing. Uh, but I don't think he would be opposed to working with any of them. Uh, it would be a weird situation where he was. <laughs> it would definitely be a weird situation. But I don't. I don't, now, I don't think... now that I'm thinking about it, I really want to play uh, one of the Wolverines. It doesn't matter which one. Um, Gambit and Ghost Rider together. I don't hate it. Uh, Ghost Rider probably fits in really well with Weapon X. Ooh. Probably, yeah, that actually seems pretty good. Yeah, I like that, though. Because you know what's uh, really fun with Ghost Rider? I guess that he doesn't get the book. His, I guess, is it just Weapon X affiliated characters that can add dice to their defense? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But you know what he does do? He gets power every time one of them's attacked. And they get attacked a lot because they keep hitting. <laughs> they do get attacked a lot. And you know what that also means? If they're getting attacked a lot, that means you're going to roll a lot of crits eventually. I kind of like that. I know you do. You're welcome. Thanks. Uh, I think we can... Uh, I think Fred's got something for us, don't you, Fred? Yeah, you have a non uh, I... recommendation, Fred? I do. So, uh, last time we were together... Uh, during the Sabretooth one, I I was having a lot of trouble coming up with a non-sequitur recommendation. And this time is the exact opposite. I have so many <laughs> things that I want to bring. Uh, uh, I, I could have brought... Uh, oh, I'm not going to go over them, but there are so many things that I, were... Schindler's List. That was one. That <laughs> was one. <laughs> uh, but uh, ultimately... Where I'm going is kind of a journey, and that makes it all the more fun. So, Sir Ian McKellen. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Are you going to do Cube because oh God. Magneto eats box? <laughs> that would have been, been so perfect. I'm so I upset. Did not, I did not do that, and I'm sad that I did not do that. No, uh, iMac, as I like to call him, Sir Ian McKellen. Uh, he, I, I've seen a production of King Lear that he was a part of. He played King Lear, and he was incredible, uh, uh, of course. Uh, and that made me think of a show that I watched when I was younger, when I was a younger man. And that show is a show called Slings and Arrows. Uh, this is a show for the, uh, for the frustrated theater nerd in all of us. It is for all the people who were in the theater and who never got to actually like turn that into a career and the, it is a show that follows the story of a of a theater company in what is supposed to be stratford canada but is not actually uh and the productions that they put on and it is a wonderful show that uh basically plays out the the shakespeare play in person that they're producing on the stage. It's hard to describe, but it's wonderful, and everyone should watch it. And I think it's pretty much impossible to find now. So I don't know how you can watch it, but it's worth, it's worth finding. <laughs> Fred, why would you dangle that in front of us? Only to let us know we uh, can't big, get it. You can watch it. You can. Where, you where can. is it? can. Is it on, um, like... It it's says on, it's like, on YouTube Sling and Amazon for a premium subscription but i don't know which subscription okay well 
it's it, it's probably that. super obscure. Uh, it, it 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 has, I think, one of Rachel McAdams's very first performances. That might be the case. Uh, but uh, it is a wonderful show. Go watch it. It's very good. Okay. As a frustrated theater nerd, it was right up my alley. <laughs> thank you very much, Fred. And uh, thank you guys at home for joining us again for another week. I, I know that we had some new subscribers recently, so if you are listening to the cast, uh, thank you very much for subscribing. If you're listening on YouTube but you're not subscribing, you should subscribe. That would help us out. I apologize for all the coughing that I did throughout the cast, but I'm not going to edit it out because fuck that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, th- th- thank you guys uh, for joining us, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.